So, last time on Trendsetters, uh, everybody went to hell. Didn't die. No, he didn't die. He, he just went to hell. It's lovely. It's filled with long stretches of meat, uh, meat gates. Uh, Queen of Hell is very short-tempered and very full of herself. And has no idea how economics work. Okay, listen, when you when you spend your e- entire eternity in hell, 40 years is a drop of the hat. Just saying. Even so, no- nobody knew what an incentive was. Just disincentives. That's not the same thing. <laughs> anyway, point is... Let me tell you about negative versus positive freedom. <laughs> point is... You did manage to convince the Queen of Hell to let you keep the Venterium, at least for a little while. Uh, she has promised very large amounts of retribution if you don't fulfill your end of the bargain. How she'll keep that, you probably don't want to know. Uh, but She just that, said, we'll invade you with more shades, with like, which I shrug. Point is... Now that is done. Uh, who wants who wants to go? Megalad is still in space. I, I think I should bring that up. Megalad still in space. Who wants to go first? Well, I've just got a bunch of research I need to do. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, so zero. You've. I see. You've got on your to do list is to investigate the Second Chance Society, to investigate the Bureau of Time Travel, and to track down and interview cosmic-powered people on the dud list. Yes, and I, I wanted to clarify like, uh, on recording that my just out of character, my idea is that the uh, DHEA has something that uh, a list of people that they do not track because their superpowers are simply too weak or too self-detrimental that uh, resources are best spent elsewhere. And while the official name is something very long and complicated, the unofficial name, which has unfortunately caught on with everybody who was aware of it, is The Dud List. There's some weird guy with uh, who just keeps dyeing his hair different colors. His power is like he just loses his bones. It's fucking awful. Shut up, Colin. <laughs> By the way, are the are the people on the dud list colloquially referred to as Dudleys? Probably just duds, but only among people who want to insult them to their faces. All right. So, uh, which of those three things do you want to concentrate on uh, for the start of this? Well, Xerox poses the most timely threat to our understanding, so interviewing, uh, I don't even know what else I would call them. Cosmically handicapped? (laughs) There we go. Alright, um, in that case, give me an investigation check? Yeah, investigation. Alright, I've been boosting that a bit. All right. So that gets me a good result. All right. So the thing of it is with a three, it's less that you're having trouble finding the people 
who are on the dud list themselves, and more that you're having trouble trying to find individuals whose particular movesets would be advantageous to you, because, like, there are people in there who, like, they can shoot minor cosmic, like, based sparks, just, like, make sparks, but that won't help you because uh, that's not detrimental. You find people that are have, like, minor super strength, but that's, but, like, nothing notable. Like, they're just a little stronger than usual, and that is the opposite of help in, that ca- in your particular case. So, you're gonna have to, like, probably get more into the nitty gritty and do more than just like researching off of the list you might have to go into the streets and like talk to people to see if you can find anyone who's like who would potentially be on that list you do have a couple of options uh there's definitely a super villain bar that you are aware of i think you've been in there before uh the smoking gun uh the villains there might hire duds as like lieutenants for their schemes and such um you can always also check out potentially like you know the dhea also does hire some super powered individuals they are mostly composed of uh of non-powered individuals but you definitely know that like in the case of like Bradford Arlen and Chris Hartwood that they do have the occasional super-powered individual in their midst and they might be able to point you towards an employee that has a dud but maybe but that's probably a um going to be more time-consuming than going to the bar but I'm not going to dictate how you want to do things. If you can think of another way that you could find it on the streets, you can let me know, but there's just no way that just looking at this list and going through it is helping you. That is unfortunate. I do tend to be better with lists than I am with people. But I, the player, just had a brilliant idea, and I will need to look up a name to complete that brilliant idea um give me give me some help what 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 are you looking for the armorer's sister reagan reagan kingston i would like to spend a fate point to declare a story detail okay reagan kingston's spinal degradation disease was not based off of genetics, at least not directly, nor was it based on a virus, but on cosmic power. Hmm, so you're saying that her power was that her spine was degrading, essentially? Yes. Okay, yeah, you're spending a fate point, so that's true. Let me write that, let me write that down in her aspects, just so that way I So, then, how did your nanites and medical technology and all of that make that better? Mostly by slowly reinforcing the spine with an artificial replacement. So the condition is still active, but it is no longer relevant. 
So yeah, uh, Reagan Kingston's superpower was a degrading spine. There we go. I've got that down in her aspects. So what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm going to call her uh, a little bit early this year to meet up and discuss the project I'm working on. All right. Um, she answers and says that she's busy for a few days with school stuff, um, but she can meet you on the weekend, which is still a couple days away. So unless you want to just clock wipe, you do have time to do another thing in the meantime. Yes, I do have other pro- uh, subjects to research. Yes. So I'll, I'll let you roll one more time and then we'll move on to someone else before going to your meetup with uh, Reagan. All right. I'll go for the Second Chance Society. They've got a much higher probability of having left a paper trail. Okay. Oh, that's a four. Okay. Four. Um, with a four, the Second Chance Society a known factor in the super community. They've been around for a couple years now, obviously. And the thing is, it's not officially listed as a cult. Um, it seems like any investigations into them being a cult have either ended up as, like, dead ends or just simply, like, you know, hey, no, they're they're not a cult. They are definitely sketchy as hell and just because these official reports say that they're not a cult doesn't mean anything they probably they could have easily like paid someone off or have someone on the inside like alter reports for that sort of thing they're also still like in the early stages of their existence yes so they, they might not have had time to go off the deep end in a right. meaningful way. What what it seems that most people have found about the Second Chance Society is that it's basically an organization that seems to go to run roughshod over superheroes who need help. So like they they seek out heroes that are like that have hit an all-time low they say, hey, we can help, and then they basically just mega-fuck them with um, co- with contracts. Like, it's just extremely bad contracts that, you know, if you're not an accomplished lawyer or, you know, a collection of nanites that can read over those in a second, it's hard to tell how difficult uh, or how much they're just going to screw you over with that. With a four, I will also give you that Sam's contract is a little different from their, uh, from the standard contract, but you guys have resources that, I say, that I'll say that you can somehow manage to get a copy of his contract. While it's not as bad as the standard contract that um, the Second Chance Society gives, mostly because they want, they really wanted him to be like the face of, of the whole thing, it's still really bad. He's not earning nearly as much as he should be, like, in any other situation. So effectively, they own his ass. And the asses of the other heroes they supposedly help. 
Correct. The superheroes are drawn into the promise of like publicity stunts and you know, hey, we'll help you get your reputation back. And then it just turns out, yeah, they'll help you get super good public reception again. But in return, you basically barely make a living wage. It appears that I was mistaken in my earlier assessment, Penny. They are not a cult. They are the music industry. <laughs> All right. So, Penny, you are at your job and at work. Yeah. You're 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 at work and while while you're at work the your mail comes in and when you get your mail there is a manila envelope that just has the word poltergeist on it no return address no mailing address nothing fantastic they mailed it to my work too <laughs> correction cook mailed it to your work not that she couldn't figure out where my fucking address was if she wanted to uh I'm in my office. No one else is probably here. I just fucking slide it open and take a look at it. Uh, yeah, there is documentation on Project Cosmic. Uh, there is, you know, the it's it's still somewhat redacted because even former head of the DHEA is not going to be able to get send out a completely unredacted thing like this, but it's definitely more information than you would have been able to get, like, publicly. There's, we'll say about 75% less black bars than there normally would be. Only. Okay. Um, well, as much as I enjoy my work, I think saving the world is more important. Potentially. Potentially. Saving the world is more important. Because, you know, there are other applications to this other than I wanted to give myself superpowers just to see if I could. So I need to get to work. All right. I, I press the fucking intercom on my desk and just tell my assistant that I'm... My administrative assistant that I'm stepping out and uh, to hold all my calls until I get back. Which is code for, I'm probably not coming back. <laughs> they give a really sarcastic will do, boss, as if they know that you're not coming back. Cool, fantastic. <laughs> oh, I need to get to work, I need to get to work. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think of an interesting thing to do other than just throw dice at this problem. You can ask Colin to tell you things about the project in high levels of scientific detail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will do that if you want me to. So, before Cook officially called it quits, mostly because uh, by this point, uh, Kevin had called it quits and was old enough to just not go and be able to, like, be smart enough to just realize when appointments were coming and then just, like, slip out and not do anything. Um, there were roughly 
two or three d- different attempts every year for roughly seven years. And Kevin gave you a rough time estimate on when it was successful, or at least when he first realized that he had powers. And you can tell like the entire back half of this document are just things that they did after he had gotten powers and did not tell them because he didn't want them to know that they had succeeded. So you can at least know that the first front half are has at least one successful application to it. That being said, all the front half ones have giant machines and all sorts of like concoctions that are pumped into the skin through these machines that uh, that being able to just slip this into a syringe and like injecting it into someone to either give them or take away powers is going to take a lot of work, especially since you don't know which of those front half ones were the successful one. It could have been the first one and it just simply had a delay on um, on activation. It could have been the very last one and uh, and Kevin just kept his mouth shut for that long. You don't know. Well, see, I actually have a th- running theory on this. I, I think it was the power actually happened slightly earlier than both Ke- uh, than Kevin thinks they did. Because I think that when you give someone superpowers, they don't just immediately, like, even if they manifest, they don't immediately, like, have perfect or even can practice control of those powers because it takes time for the like brain to develop those specific like neural pathways to be able to do those things right and it's like learning how to walk right yeah but it's not like it's 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 why you see things like you know power is not manifesting until like a certain time of a certain age or things like that I think what actually happened is one of the very first experiments is what caused is actually what gave him his powers. It's just the repeated stress of being experimented on like this accelerated the response in the uh, in the brain to build these pathways faster. Okay. So that's my working hypothesis. So I'm actually going to focus entirely on the first three attempts they made on it. All right. Um, in that case, uh, the first three attempts all used a similar sort of machine injector. Uh, it's around like attempt five where they started moving away from that and like built a different kind of one that um that they seem to think was probably more on the right track but you know if he was keeping quiet about his powers or if they just developed then and he didn't know then you know how would they know so I will say that actually I have a question Colin yeah the powers that Kevin has that no one else knows he has except for you know me and a handful of other people 
Were those the specific powers they were trying to cause him to develop? Oh, no, they were going for basically literally anything. Okay. So, the the theory is, from when you can tell, look at the notes, is that every human being has the potential to develop cosmic powers, and each person has has them in their own way. Obviously, there's, like, some more common powers, like, you know, psychic abilities or, like, multiplying someone's self. Sometimes abilities are a little more rare, like being able to swap two things uh, in positions to... relative position to each other, stuff like that. But... But they think that every human just has the potential to do it, and by activating it, you've activated what they would get if it had been activated naturally. So, Kevin's powers that he got were probably the ones he was always going to get if it had happened naturally. Ah, see, that's very interesting. Okay. And I will also say that for the machine that they were using, you get the blueprint, but um, some of the specifics have been redacted and blacked out that you're not allowed to see. Of the machine? Yeah. Yeah, the machine. So, like, you have mostly complete blueprints, but much like everything else about this, about 25% of it has been obscured and, um, and not unredacted. Hmm. Well... Let me think here then. So I know somebody who could probably help me with like procuring parts and things like this. And mm-hmm. might, uh, we put our heads together, might be able to uh, figure out where the missing parts of this machine are. So I'm going to call Angelo. Oh, okay. Angelo, your phone rings. Hmm. I, uh,. I don't pick up because I'm busy. However, Zosima does, and that's almost the same thing. It is over time becoming less the same thing, but it's still about good enough. So, and uh, Penny, are you calling like business line? I don't know if I have Angela's uh, personal phone. So that's fair. Yeah business line. Okay. So the reply you get is, Argento Augmentation, how can I help you? Oh, hi. Uh, Sosima, right? Yes. This is uh, Penny Carter, Poltergeist. I was calling to speak with Angelo about a uh, project I was hoping for his help on. Give me just a second. I'll rope him in. Okay. And then there's like a couple of seconds of silence. And then, Jesus fucking Christ, could you not directly in my ear? Just say things and I'll hear it. (sighs) Hello? Hi, Angela. This is Penny. Penny Carter. We've spoken before. Yes, yes, I remember you. Afternoon. Ah, 
Good afternoon. I hope I wasn't interrupting anything important. No, uh, I can... Just a second. No, I can set the rest of this on to bake for at least 30 minutes. What do you need? Well... So I have here... <laughs> I have here in my hand a set of classified government documents that is still partially redacted. And I'm hoping that, uh... You seem... You're more experienced with the, uh, I guess... Machining and parts side of this, I would be given to think. So I was hoping I could uh, pick your brain and we could put our heads together over this. If you don't, uh, I don't mind paying for like a fee on consulting or something like that. If you don't, if you're worried about that, but uh, I need your expertise. Well, I certainly wouldn't mind. And. Oh. How about you let me keep a copy of those and we'll call it even? Well, legally, I probably can't let you keep a copy, but, um, you know, if I just happen to lose a copy of them, that would probably be fine. Mm-hmm. I would never do something like that on purpose. Right. I suppose, technically speaking, if you just let me look at them for about five seconds... I'll acquire a copy either way. Well, I certainly don't know that you can do that, so... We'll call it a deal. Well, I'm free for the next 30 minutes, and then... probably have a few hours more of getting this set up. If you're looking to have this be done today... How does sometime around 5 o'clock work for you? I don't mind staying late if you don't. Oh no, I'm fine with that. I'm, uh, I can do just fine with 5 o'clock. It'll take me a little while to... Uh, I, there are some parts of this that I can get myself, so uh, I'll look into requisitioning those. Get some of the lake work done before we get started. I will... Clear a spot at my table for you then. Fantastic. I'll see you at five o'clock. <laughs> Angelo, say goodbye. Shut. And then the line cuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually adorable. Ape, go next. Ape, go next. Um, let me see. Let me try to remember what... I guess I want to check in with... Uh... Oh, God, the name is just completely left me. I had it earlier. Yeah, um, what was his... The Vizier. Fuck. Ah, yes, okay. I'll just... I'm figuring I'm just like... Do I want to just drop in on him, or... Does he call me? I'm going to leave that up to you. Uh, you can just drop in on him. You guys have, like... You guys, and by you guys, I mean the trendsetters, are basically the second biggest uh, super team in the city, right behind the uh, Vindicators. So, it's... 
not like, you know, hey, it's <laughs> it's not like, hey, I'm a complete unknown to you dr- just dropping into work. It's like, no, I'm I'm helping. I, a fellow superhero, need help with and I've already talked to him about this before, and he was going to like. Yeah, we're not just nobody; we are peers. Yes. I can just drop in, just like knock on his magical mystery door. Uh, the magical mystery door just opens up, and he's just sort of sitting at his uh, at a table, just reading a book. And then the the page just sort the page just sort of flips itself. Hey, magic man. Um. Just thought I'd check in. Hey, I brought you coffee. Uh, it's it's black coffee. I don't know what you like. So we've got those little packets of cream and sugar on the side. If you like that, I don't know. I don't pretend to. I don't even know if you like coffee now that I think about it. <laughs> he goes. He goes. I. It's it's fine. I'll. I drink it black anyway. Cool. Uh, he will take the coffee with a nod of appreciation. And he goes, Well, there is some good news concerning your lady friend. I cannot find any sort of magical-based malice behind anything. I've covertly scanned for sort any sort of mind control or shape-shifting. And she doesn't seem to be under any of those influences magically. The problem is, uh, I don't know how to check for non-magical instances of that. So if there's some good old-fashioned regular brainwashing or some psychic things going on, or perhaps just deep down biological programming, uh, there's nothing I can do to detect that. Well, I mean, I asked you for magic stuff, and it's nice to be able to at least rule out one thing. Yes. What do I owe you for your services? A black coffee. Well, I just got you one. Well, look at... No, no, look at that. You've already paid me. Wow. (laughs) Amazing. No, I I get it. I I appreciate it. I, I owe you a favor or something. Maybe if, like, you're out and we meet up, I can buy a lunch or something. I don't know. Yes. Uh, there is, however, the fact that Dofe is an incredibly intelligent and talented man, and if he was planning something, he would probably know I would be able to detect something magical-based. So, perhaps he didn't even consider it being magic-based to begin with because, you know, he knew I would be able to detect it. Yeah, he knew that you would know that he would know. And so he didn't, so that you wouldn't know. Yes, it's it's one of those he knows that I know that he knows that I know situations. Mm-hmm. It's how deep it goes. Only one of us knows, and I'm not sure which one it is. All right, Archibald, how many Yomi layers are you on? <laughs> Exactly one more than you. <laughs> no, I, I do seriously though. I appreciate it. It's, 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 I, it's, it's seriously helpful. 
Um, it's not the end of my investigation into whatever the hell this is. If it is, if it, even if it is something, it could just be nothing. It could be like maybe he just took that DNA. Maybe there was like maybe this was the existing person who they took the DNA from. I have no idea. It's crazy. Or it could be something that we have not considered for quite some time. That is as odd as it is to say. It could just be a huge coincidence. It, I know. it very well could, it could just, just be mind games. It could it could you could be psyching yourself out. Who knows? He could have done absolutely nothing, just sent them over just to like make me worry like this. Just to I'm be not, a dick. I'm not, oh, I'm not even saying that it's an Archibald thing. I'm just saying that it's a completely unrelated thing to Archibald to begin with. And it's just someone who looks like Franziska. It's a really st- striking similarity. It'd be a hell of a coincidence. It's not an impossibility. It, it would be, in, but it is not an impossibility. It's it's the Weirder universe. things have happened. Weirder things happened last week. I went to hell. That was a whole thing. I had to negotiate with the demon lord. Oh, was it your first time? Yeah. Did you see the faces? Uh, I think uh, the ones with the, like, with like nothing there, and they are really attracted to light. Yes. Yeah, I was stuck in one of those tunnels. Those. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Those. Those were. A, those were a time. Those were very much a time. Well, I, I make light, so I could just kind of like distract them as I make my way my way out carefully. So it wasn't all that bad. It was still unpleasant because you know hell, but it wasn't the worst thing. Well, as long as no one deposes the deposes Satan or the Queen, then all should be good. Yeah, they're like weirdly ignorant of how to negotiate because I think they just expect you to give them what they want and if you say no they just like don't know how to react to that oh 100% demons are all about making deals including bad deals but like the minute you say no they go straight for the soul swallowing or whatever yeah we had the leverage in that situation so that was kind of neat Uh, alright well again seriously thanks so much for your help. I'm going to go explore uh, other possible avenues of what this could be. So, again, if you need any favors or anything, anytime, you know you know how to find us. You know how to reach me. Uh, he nods and he says, and don't feel like just because I you already owe me a favor that you don't have, that you can't ask me for another one. We're in this together. I know, but like I'm saying, if you need anything at all, you know how to get to me. He nods, and then I, we'll... Like, I did like the little mime of the phone thing, and I don't know why I did that, because you can't see me doing that, but like, that's what <laughs> Felix did. Uh, he, he makes some sort of weird gesture that is similar, that you assume is similar to the phone thing, but for... Uh, how do you mime our, astral okay. projection? <laughs> He mimes, pondering his orb. Uh, just like right in front of me. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Don't mind me. I'm just making. I'm just doing a cancer check. <laughs> Important at my age. All right. Okay. Let me see. Uh, I'm trying to think of like who else I could go to. So we'd like. 
ruled out the magical side of any fuckery. There's also the technical and the biological, and I'm trying to think of who I would go to next, given who I am and what I know. Well, I guess technological. The best answer that for that is probably one of the gearheads. Yeah, if you want to go to the gearheads, then uh, that is certainly within your purview. Would be the best for that. I mean, just Edwin himself would be good. If you want the like hyper bullshit cheat answer, if she's some kind of machine, just have fucking Erica try and take control of her. Feel like that's super rude. Like. <laughs> One, to do that like without their knowledge would suck, and two, be like, okay, listen, there's the possibility you might be a machine person, so going to have my friend here try to take you over, you over just to see if that is true. <laughs> would that also apply to a cyborg with a personality override chip? Because that's also a possibility on the table here. Yeah. Mm. So I guess I just want to have just like ask Robin if uh, they can put me in touch with Edwin. Oh, yeah, no. I can give you, like, everybody's phone numbers. I absolutely don't mind doing that. It'd be super appreciated. I'm just... Like, I've checked off magic on the possibilities of fuckery here. Uh, I guess next is technological, then biological. So, I thought technology and you know, the gearheads were the first to come to mind, so... That's Coffee. pretty fair. Um, Edwin's real good at analysis and invention, so he'll set you up however you like. Cool. And... Actually, now that I think about it, has... Have they and the... Has he and the tyrant ever, like... Come to blows? Has that been a thing? No, yeah, I, uh, that is a thing that I said. That's, that's the thing that I said before the time skip when we first uh, encountered Archibald, was that we had more than one heist where we, like, planned it out perfect for weeks, and then we heard that Archibald wanted our target, and we just threw everything in the trash and walked away, because we are not going to fuck with that guy. That is the thing I have established. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. Cool beans. So I guess I just want to like set up a meeting. All right. Uh, you give Edwin a call and he goes, Mr. Albright. Uh, hey, it's Felix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've made, I've taken, I've, this is a burner phone brand new. I made sure. Yes, yes. I'm sure Robin has walked you through the whole process. Right. Uh, I've got a bit of a delicate situation. Uh, probably best to discuss it in person. Very well. Uh, you can come. I will text your phone a location and we can meet up there. Uh, excellent. Uh, today or are you busy or? I can do today. Okay. I got, I, I kind of set aside like most of today for this, but you know. I, no, I, I can do it today. Today is fine. I don't mean to impose. You are not imposing. You are very special to Robin, and therefore you are important to me as well, in a roundabout way. Hey, thanks, I think. Anyway, 
I'm not really sure how to react to that, but I appreciate the sentiment. You're quite welcome. Felix having an internal panic at the notion of kind of having in-laws, but not really. <laughs> Alright, so after you uh, hang up, very short ordered, uh, a location is texted to you. It's um, it's a series of GPS coordinates, so you can either get Robin to just instantly bip you there, or it is within city limits. Uh, you could just head there yourself and, and, uh, and find out what it is just by virtue of using your eyes. I feel like I'll just head there myself. Okay. Um, so it's a fairly nice rest. Actually, you know what? No, the perfect place that uh, you would be able to talk with Professor Gears about anything and nobody really caring about your conversation. Uh, you head to a particular bar in Chinatown, and it doesn't have a name written over it, but it does have a picture of a uh, of a handgun that is smoking. Just like a Polaroid. No, no, like a like a. <laughs> no, it's like a Polaroid, like <laughs> nailed to the yes, door exactly. frame. Exactly. No, no. <laughs> it's like a ne- What's one of those fancy like neon ones that animates? Yes. It's the gun firing and then smoking. Yes. Uh, and when you head head in there, you realize you've been here before. It's the smoking gun. It's uh, it's owned by that one speedster. Yeah, I want to point out. Um, I was going to say this before the one a good time, but uh, I am doing this like in street clothes, civilian yeah. wear. Yeah, I'm not in costume. Okay. Um. So yeah, you head on down, and uh, you've you've actually beat Edwin there. You look around, and there's just all sorts of like various supervillains, some of which you've probably fought in your uh, superhero outfit, and they probably recognize you, but one of the uh, unwritten rules here is that, like, just be cool about it. Yeah. So. This is sacred ground. Yeah. It's technically neutral ground, it's just that most of the people who come here aren't superheroes, because they're apparently way less chill about this than supervillains. All fighting must happen outside. If you start fighting inside, you will quickly go outside. Yes. And so you're you're there for a couple of minutes, and then finally uh, Gears walks in, and uh, he is also just in what he considers street clothes, and he finds you and moves over, and he goes, uh, Hello, Felix. How are you doing today? Like, what time was this? What time do you want it to be? Like, it's... I don't know. It's three o'clock or so. Yeah, sure. Three o'clock. Yeah. So it's it's not like super busy uh, because it's not prime drinking hours yet, but it's also yeah. like not dead because this is where supervillains just kind of go to hang out in peace. Right. I like the bartender down uh, to Palomas. Uh, he nods and he zips off and then like before you can finish blinking, he comes back and he's got two of them for you. So, I imagine you remember our team's little uh, tussle with the transistor tyrant. Uh, the time where the entire city was almost destroyed and I almost lost my child. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, that little thing. Um, so, about 
it's been like a month, right? Yeah. So about like a that. month ago, I was just kind of like out on the street and I ran into someone who happens to look exactly like Francisca. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so of course I tailed them for a little bit. She says her name is Tiffany Quails. Uh, so she's like, I don't know if she has a job. I didn't, I, I haven't like, like, anyway, point being is they look exactly the same. If similar enough that I probably couldn't tell them apart if you set them next to each other and put them in like the same clothing. Um, and she says she has no connection. She's lived here all her life. Uh, I went to the vizier. He couldn't find any sorts of like magical mind controlling. So my next two options are like technological or biological controlling. Like this is possibly a coincidence, but it'd be a hell of a coincidence. Where the things have happened, but also, yes, it would be an incredibly large coincidence. So anyway, um, also we're kind of dating. I'm still not exactly sure how that one happened. He, he just kind of like looks at you for a second. Just like, what? Just like, I, what expression? I accidentally asked her out when I first met her. How do you I, accidentally ask someone out on a date? I'm really good at that, apparently. I'm really good at being just like... It's a special skill. I have no idea. Call makes two of us. shut the fuck up. That continues to be your favorite trope. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. I offhandedly mentioned like some movie. One of those like theater in the park things that you know, I like to go to, and that turned somehow into asking them to go to one, and so we did, and it was actually fairly nice. Uh, point being, it's... I guess it's like, it makes it easier to keep track of them, which is creepy when I, like, say it and think it, but, like, this whole situation is weird. This, like, very possibly could just be a normal person... Or it could also be some manner of long game revenge by someone who I humiliated on a public stage and is very much known to hold grudges. Uh, anyway, this is all kind of a long form way of saying I come to you to ask a personal favor. If there's anything like robotic technological going on here, I want to. I've ruled out magic. I want to rule out technological and then biological, and then I don't know where I go from there, but I'll probably sleep better. Uh, yes, yes, I can, uh, I, I will do this, um... I, I realize also that I am asking you to meddle in what are possibly the affairs of, you know, Archibald, but if he's targeting me, he's also probably going to be targeting, you know, the rest of our group, which includes Robin, so... Yes, and I will not allow that to happen, so... Come to think of it, that's, like, kind of weird that none of the other... T- team members have reported. Uh, I imagine it'd be tailored specifically to them, but... Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just... No, you are you are thinking. That is good. You are think- thinking is important. As far as quicksand? 
Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> Edwin just reaches across the table and smacks you upside the head. Actually, yes. I just straight up deserve that. I ask you for a favor and then I make fun of your accent. That's very rude of me. I'm sorry. Anyway, I will I will do this. Uh, do not worry about having to pay me back as a favor. Uh, you look over Robin and that is payment enough for me. Fair enough. Uh, seriously, though, I really do appreciate this. Be a load off my mind. If I could like, completely clear this as to being... Like, one of the possibilities, I guess, is that this was the original person that Archibald cloned Francisca from, if that's... I have no idea. Francisca always did try to claim that she was a clone of her mother rather than her father. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I, they say, like... I, I have no idea if this is true, and it seems like bullshit, but they do say that there's at least one doppelganger of everybody out there. Well, that's not cl- including the actual supervillain doppelganger who takes it on people's appearances. Yeah, I'm imagining. I, yeah. Okay. I'm sure there's somebody who looks startlingly, li- startlingly like me running around somewhere. But you never know. I'm just really thinking about like my family and how... No, I, I, I get it. You are trying to be thorough and you're trying to be safe. And that is admirable. Yeah. No, I don't Anyway, I don't know why I was so surprised that you asked somebody out by, by accident. Uh, Sparrow does that all the time. Really? Yeah. Like, all the time. I mean, you give everybody a nickname like that, I guess eventually somebody flirts back. <laughs> he just shrugs. He's like, I would not know. Hmm. Well, uh, I can buy you another drink if you want, or... No, that is fine. Uh, talk, because I got like nothing else on my schedule today. I imagine you're busy. <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest. You are talking to a robot duplicate right now. So you're not going to drink that. It would probably be a bad idea. Yes. Just kind of like slowly reach over and just <laughs> grab it. <laughs> he, he lets you. Like, you tell me you this fucking chump hasn't invented a robo liver? <laughs> <laughs> or like just any kind of like tank that you could store stuff in to dump it later <laughs> to increase the illusion? Yeah, he just needs a rubber bladder and the chest cavity somewhere. Okay. Point is, you're talking to a robot. I'm frequently talking to a robot. (laughs) It's a normal everyday occurrence for me. Alright, but yes. uh, If you want to have any other like small talk with Edwin, he's happy to do that. Otherwise, um, I think the business portion of this is done. Make awkward small talk like, how is yeah. Robin doing? Mm. Are they doing well? Mm. All right. Staying off of the drugs? <laughs> no. Ah, that's what I thought.
All right, speaking of Robin, Robin. Speaking of me, hello. So what are you doing this time? Uh, well, speaking of speaking of, speaking of uh, Tiffany, I finally have an evening where shit isn't actively on fire and I can catch up with Loveless. All right. So I'm going to call her. The phone rings half of a time and she picks it up. Hello. Hi, are you free for dinner? For you always. Oh, well, shucks. It's, uh, it's going to be a nice place and it's going to be my treat. So dress nice and don't bring your checkbook. Okay, so when you say nice, how nice are we talking? You know that one that's like the the weird big spinny ring? Yeah. On the tower? Yeah. Yeah. That one. That one. Okay. All right. I know the appropriate amount of nice to dress now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what time? Uh, dinner time. Dinner time encompasses a pretty large time for some people. <sighs> Denny, when was the last time you ate dinner before 9 p.m.? Give me a second, I'm thinking. I'm trying to remember. Nope, nope, do not remember. I am going to suplex you into the bay some other time. Okay, so... Nine o'clock then? No. Like 6.30. You know, people eating dinner time. Sounds overrated, but okay. 6.30, but when will I eat lunch? <laughs> so, she arrives at around 6.30ish. I'm not sure how late or on time or early she would be, but she arrives around the time that you said to arrive. Depends on whether or not she applies her abilities. She does not manipulate luck to fucking be there on time. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's, it is a waste. If you say so. Anyway, I have a reservation for the two of us. Alright, she does show up in fairly fancy clothes. Uh, maybe a little less fancy than what the restaurant would like, but you also probably have the feeling that this is literally the fanciest thing that she owns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Swear to God, this woman. <laughs> she goes, look, I don't need to go to fancy places too often in my line of work, okay? That doesn't mean you can't own nice things to just look nice sometimes. Ah... <sighs> But yes, you are uh, shown to your seats, and she looks out the window, and she goes, You know, I've only ever been here, like, three times, and none of them uh, after the whole Duffet thing, so this is a nice treat. Hmm. And 
it is a treat, so don't feel like you need to restrain yourself on the menu. She takes a look at it and she's like, this is way more substantial than what I normally eat. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, but we got Robin a casino money spread it around. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. So uh, she looks at the appetizers and is like, huh. Huh, okay. This is this is a lot. This is oof. Okay, I think I've made my decision. Okay. Alright. Uh, and of course when the waiter comes around, she starts second guessing herself and looks at the menu again. <laughs> you know, if you can't decide, I have a magic spell that'll help. Okay, what is it? Do you at least have it narrowed down to two things? I I can. I can get it narrowed down to two things. I now have it narrowed down to two things. Okay. And then I do what looks like it should be sleight of hand, but is really just me teleporting a quarter out of my little pocketbook. So, assign one of them to heads, assign the other to tails, then I flip the coin, I show it to her, and it's heads. Alright, and then she orders, I did not think of a, of any menu items to, uh, to go with this, so she orders what she assigned to heads. Huh, and see, that was the one you actually really wanted. Okay, that makes a certain amount of sense. See, what it actually is, is when you are forced into one or the other, you you psychologically lock onto the one you actually really wanted. So if you had actually wanted the one that was on Tails, you would have said, no, fuck that, I'm getting the other one. You have an incredible concept of mind games that I enjoy. <laughs> Look, I've dealt with a lot of indecisive people. I've had to figure out some cheats. Anyways, you've been out of the country for like months and you never told me what you were doing because, and I kind of wiggle my arms, uh, client stuff. Can you tell me now what that all was all about? Um, give me another couple of days just to make sure I can, but I should be able to then. Fine. I'm sorry they, they're being quite confidential and you know me I when people pay for me to not talk until a certain period of time I don't talk until that period of time is up fine fine uh, so how are you otherwise uh honestly I'm pretty good except I've been getting some headaches lately but I mean couple aspirin make those go away oh i don't like that are you do you need a new pillow do you need a new chair 
maybe falling asleep at my desk less would probably help with that. Probably. <sighs> but, uh... Okay, you're giving me that look when I say button. Like, I, like, no excuse I'm going to give you is going to be acceptable. So, fine. I will start going to bed when I feel sleepy. Thank you. I just want you to take care of yourself. I take care of myself well enough. Do you, though? Next question. <laughs> so, next question is, uh... I don't suppose you picked up anything on the whole... And I, like, motion at my arm in a meaningful way thing. It's okay if you haven't. We have enough other hands on deck. That's probably cool. I've narrowed it down to the East Coast, but aside from that, nothing. Um, you're... And I think, honestly, even with that thing you've got, other thing you've got working on it, you're probably only going to be able to like narrow it down to a single city. The guys who have it are pretty good at like at least trying to scramble it on that. But like a, a single city on the East Coast is going to be a whole, a whole lot more help than literally anywhere in America. Yeah. That condenses the entire planet Earth down to one city. That's that's big, actually. I don't think it's going to be in Halcyon though, because I haven't heard of any of the uh, like other DHEA places being hit, and all the stuff that I hear about Xerox in Halcyon is mostly just wandering around and attacking various supers and cutting off pieces of their fingers. Colin, I wish I could describe the look I have on my face right now. If it's in Baltimore, I will gut you like a fish. <laughs> I want you to know that. <laughs> Okay, I'm prepared for that. I'm still waiting for the pizza, motherfucker. <laughs> Look. My cyanide supplier is out of the country right now. Anyways. <laughs> that is out of character knowledge. I, know. I only possess because I know that the god of this universe is exceptionally neurotic. <laughs> Uh, anyways. Fuck. Okay, well... Yeah. Uh... That's something... We... Have a theoretical counter to that in the works, too. I hope so, because, uh... There's definitely a lot of people that if they even have a tiny piece of and their powers work the way you think they work they have become probably 
one of the top five most individual dangerous people on the planet. Hmm. Wait, is Megalad still in space? Yes. Okay, so Xerox uh, is probably still number three then. Okay. I'm pretty confident. I think we've dealt with bigger. Speaking of, let me tell you about my adventures in space. Oh, your adventures in space. Yes, yes, yes. Let me hear all about them. Yes. Okay. So, um, you know, that we, we started kind of small. There was a, a biker gang that was terrorizing a town. And we kicked their ass and made them work for us for a while. And uh, then we went to an amusement park. It was great. Uh, that sounds fun. I, it was. We went on like a water slide that was a couple miles long, and we went to a space arcade, and I got plugged into. God, Sparrow. What did Sparrow call it? The absolute perspective machine? That thing from Hitchhiker's Guide? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it, except instead of making you crazy, it, like, expands your consciousness. And, like, it's good for you. Huh. Mm-hmm. I, uh... I mean, I got a, I got a couple of things out of that. One of them being that I realized I was being pretty stupid about how I was acting with somebody on my team, and I have turned around radically on that. Okay. Um, and then, then we knocked over the Zenith Casino. Zenith. Uh, I. Did I ever stat uh, Loveless, or did I not bother doing that quite yet? Let me find out. I did not, so uh, I guess it's time for uh, me to just pull a number out of my ass. I would imagine she's very good at um, investigating things and being knowledgeable, so I'm going to give her Plus five in investigate and a plus four in lore. And I will roll lore for her. Uh, with a three, she is going to be like, okay, you say the Zenith Casino? Like it's a name I should be aware of. Okay. I thought you might've heard of it. Um, so it's a, it's a hotel, casino, resort kind of big deal. Uh, it well, I should be speaking in the past tense. It doesn't exist anymore. It uh, it was a spaceship owned by a mafia family orbiting a black hole. It was up like three times the size of the Titanic. Like no, no, that would have just made up the first half. About six times the size of the Titanic. Okay, I'm gonna say you, you're talking about it in the past tense because someone, and I'm going to guess either you or the big stupid idiot from the past steered it into the black hole. Neither. The people owning it steered it into the black hole out of spite 
as we were getting away with all of their money. You know what? Did not see that one coming. (laughs) And not just their money. Also, a whole bunch of goodies. Speaking of, I have souvenirs from space for you. Space souvenirs. Love them. Yes. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute because the the last thing that we did... um, Okay, another big space thing. Have you heard of the librarian? You know what? She is so connected that uh, to to the big things that I'm going to not even bother rolling. She's going to be like, uh, yeah, yeah, planet eating AI who's obsessed with like archiving and cataloging basically every civilization that has ever existed in ever. Yeah, yeah, that one. So we uh, kind of ran into it. While it was gearing up to devour this planet of sapient Michaelids. Hmm. And, well, you know, uh, given that the spaceship we were on was full of heroes at the time, we swooped in. And there was, you know, there were some setbacks, but we got a, a pretty sizable portion of the population into one place. And then I teleported all of them and myself and all of my team and our spaceship to a completely different planet. I had a burrito for breakfast this morning. I think that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me in a while. Except for the whole thing that I can't talk about, but you know what I, you know what I mean. Sure. Look, it's not a contest, and I'm not certain I'd be winning if it was. No, it's, it's not a contest. It's just that your life is weird. <laughs> I know. It's fun, though. I'm very alive. Wouldn't have you any other way. Well, shucks, now I need to divert by bringing out the souvenirs. Um, (laughs) Right, first of all, first of all, and I've got like a messenger bag with me. I reach into it, I pull it out, and it looks like a pretty nondescript paper bag. But I just reach out and I put it in front of her. She takes it and she just like sort of does that thing where she like opens it a little bit to look inside without trying to let anybody around uh, around you look. It's full of some kind of bean looking thing. Space coffee? Space coffee. Space coffee. Oh my god. Not just space coffee. This is the kind of space coffee that a high-end mafia boss would keep in a treasure vault. Oh my god, okay. Yes, yes. Special occasion coffee. Got it. Can we say that it's Ziltoid coffee? Just for my benefit, if no one else gets that. (laughs) I don't get it, but I'm willing to let it happen. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I had 
zero confirmed that it is safe for human consumption. So you don't need to worry about that. Okay. Now here's the other thing. And this one is also a bribe because I have two favors to ask. Okay. But I think you're gonna like it. Reach into the same bag and I pull out what looks like it looks like a, a kind of like medium large flask, but it's got a bunch of like really nice inlaid designs in it. And I put it on the table in front of her. Uh, she looks at it and she's like, what is this? Okay, it's empty. Look at the bottom. She looks at the bottom. You see that sort of hexagonal looking button? Yeah. Okay. You hold that down. You okay. pour some liquid in through the spout at the top. All right. And then you take your finger off. And we don't know if it's magic or super alien technology or what, but it basically gives you an infinite supply of whatever you poured in while the button was held down. She looks at that, and then she looks at the coffee that you gave her. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, you are the best. You are the absolute best. I try. All right, so what's this favor you need me to do then? Because I am very much inclined to do whatever you want if this coffee is as good as you say. Okay, so... It's a pair of person research stuff. The so, the, I, the so the lower priority from my perspective. There's an organization here on Earth called the Bureau of Time Travel, and zero was hyper-sketched out by the guy who runs it. Apparently the guy was saying a whole lot of really inconsistent things, and also just seemed to have come out of fucking nowhere with a ton of money and an army of robots, and has just named himself the guy in charge of time on Earth. Leonard Wright, yeah, uh, I haven't looked too deep into him before, so I guess that's about to change. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. I'll look into Leonard Wright. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's like an as-you-can-get-to-it kind of thing. The yeah. other one is the one I personally consider to be very high priority. And that is... So Felix met a girl. Okay. And I pull out my phone. I like unlock it, press things, scroll, scroll, scroll. And she looks like this. And I put my phone on the table in front of her. And she looks down at it. And then she blinks, takes her glasses off, cleans them off a little bit, and then puts them back on and then looks at it again. She's like, no, no, that wasn't as much. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see why that would be an issue. Yeah. 
So, you know, in the least, I'm getting you to do a high-end stocking job on my significant other's girlfriend. I need to know everything about this girl. I need to know when she started existing. Uh, I need to know by what means she started existing. I need to know, has she ever, like, been out of the country? Everything. Just everything. Okay, yeah. Uh, I will get as much as I possibly can on her ASAP. I appreciate it. God, if that is... And you're saying Felix is dating her? Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. That's something I didn't see coming, but, you know, it is Felix. Weird things have happened to him. What, you don't think he could date anyone besides someone who's as weird as me? I'm going to guess my silence speaks volumes. Mm, I don't like you implying bad things about him. <laughs> it's like, he's just weird, but weird isn't bad. I'm weird. Okay. I'm a luck manipulator for- hold on a second. I'm a luck manipulator for God's sake. What? I, what I, I, oh, I just uh, prevented someone from tripping over something and breaking all the glasses. Okay. Yeah, sure. I point at her accusingly. Don't you smack talk him. I'm not smack talking him. I'm saying he's weird, but that's not a bad thing. Everybody's a little weird in their own way. Even perfectly normal people are weird because there's no such thing as perfectly normal. So if they're perfectly normal, something deeper is going on there. Fine, I will let it go this time, but just this time. I have a look on my face that very much <laughs> communicates that I am having a lark. <laughs> she uh, she smiles and uh, nods at that. She's like, oh, good, this time. All right, I'll be careful in the future. Mm, you better. So, Nikolai, it is the weekend, and uh, Reagan has agreed to meet you. Where where would you put the meeting place? Because this is this isn't your normal meeting, yearly meeting with her. So she's kind of uh, letting you lead the whole thing. Just a cafe in our neighborhood. Okay, yeah, she'll uh, she'll meet you there, and she sits down across from you and she goes wow two times in a year if I didn't know any better I'd say you like me yes but you do know better I I do and this discussion is not strictly a matter of keeping in touch okay but you do realize that you can see me more than once a year right Yes. Okay. However, I am 
busy with a number of projects at any given time. Yet no time to make no room to make time for little old me. I see how it is. You can definitely tell that she is like just joking. Actually, wait, no, you have an. <laughs> you have, yeah, so maybe you don't. I always, I always forget roll that is one of your aspects. <laughs> if you want to roll empathy for to see if, uh, see if you can tell that she's kidding. Ah, uh, worth a shot. Hey, I got a two. Hey, uh, let me just roll. I guess rapport. She doesn't have any stats, so I'm gonna just say that she's mediocre at it. Hey, two. Um, it's a tie. You're not sure. I suspect. Yes. That she's joking. Cannot confirm. Right. Right. Anyway. I believe the first thing we should discuss is your condition. There have been some discoveries made after your prosthetic spine was installed, and I am not certain if you have been kept abreast of them. Um, not, nothing I can think of that would be, that would immediately jump out. Uh, I know that, think if, I do know that I might need to get more installed at some point, but I mean, at this point, just rip out the whole thing and like, replace it, you know? Ripping it out will not be necessary. The system used is modular, and an injection of nanites would be sufficient. That is part of the reason you are called to Clockwork Futures every year. Okay. Anyway, what about it? The specific cause of your condition had been inadequately understood for some time. However, a breakthrough has been made fairly recently, since the last time we were able to talk, in fact. It is that it appears that you have a cosmic power. Unfortunately, that cosmic power is to have your spine, and only your spine, phase out of reality. Cool. I my sister gets a superpower and she becomes a big unstoppable death machine, and I get a superpower and it causes me to be crippled. Hooray! I am aware of the unfairness of the uh, adjudication of powers. However, it may be that your power, however deleterious, may be able to assist the trendsetters against one of the most dangerous enemies that we have faced. Okay, uh, I don't know how a disappearing spine can help, but I'm willing to listen. The person's code name, assigned by us because they did not provide one, is Xerox. I have thoroughly analyzed their powers and determined that they are able to copy the cosmic power of any individual that, of whom they are aware within a relatively large radius. They are unable to avoid copying this power, in fact. And 
they would not even need to be aware that the person was cosmically powered. Their own power would make the copy and then inform them of the uh, power's existence. Perhaps you can already see where I am going with this. I can, but I'm a little bit distracted that you're calling a supervillain by a copyrighted name. It was not my decision. Okay, fair enough. So, like, am I going to have to stand around? Like, I, I don't know how well this would even work because my power is extremely slow acting, so... if That if is not precisely the case. It is often observed that cosmic powers strengthen with age, particularly through the teenage years. In your case, what appeared to be an ongoing medical issue was in fact your superpower slowly strengthening over time. Therefore, if you were to step into Xerox's presence now, Xerox would be inflicted with the current state of your medical condition. Okay. And, like, not for nothing, but what's to stop this guy from, like, copying a power that will help him regrow his spine or whatever? In your case, the issue is that the spine still exists. It is simply out of phase with this version of reality. Regeneration would not help. That is why we have had to install a replacement instead. Okay. All right. I think I think I kind of get it. Yeah. All that would be required for you would be to appear in front of this individual and then remain within a certain radius. I would personally ensure your protection and once initial visual contact is made, it does not need to be maintained. Only the distance is required after that point. Alright, so here's what I'm going to require from you. Uh, I need you to roll me probably rapport in order to convince Reagan that this is a thing that uh, she should do. And since I have not statted her, she's going to be a she's going to be a superior NPC. I think is the not it's the one between main and uh, and minor. So. Uh, she gets a, I'll say that she gets a plus two to her will at this point. Just that seems like a nice number that a regular kind of headstrong kid would have. So need to beat uh, what's her aspects? Her aspects are high school student, sister of the armor, and is a dud whose power is a degrading spine. Which I realize I need to rewrite because it's not degrading, it's phasing out of reality. Um, I just wrote that in a hurry. So, uh... 
I'm going to spend a fate point and invoke the aspect high school student because this is a scary thing to ask a high school student who's not a superhero to do. So, All right. Uh, she has she has a three. Yeah, in exchange, I will invoke always defend those who need defending because I am swearing to protect her. Yes. So that's a tie. If you can think of another thing to bring that up by one or two, then that would be a success. I'm not going to try and invoke another. Um, well, this is a success, uh, success at minor cost at the moment. But let me check. Yeah, yeah, I can do. No, I, I've thought of a, I've thought of a, um, of a minor cost that uh, that you would have to do. She goes. Tell you what, if you can convince my sister that I would be safe and secure while you do this, then I'm in. But if you cannot convince her, then I'm out. It may be advantageous to speak to your sister about this topic in any event. You have similar uh, measurements to your sister and may be able to wear her power armor. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, no, she does not have similar uh, measurements at all. The armor is like six and a half feet tall and uh, extremely muscular. And Reagan is like a normal sized 17 year old girl. All right. In any result, she does have a contractor who made that stuff for her. Yeah, so you could find someone who could like make Reagan power armors, just that uh, she would not be able to borrow the armors. All right. So yeah, throw that up on the to-do list. All right. Cool. So, yeah, she will enjoy your company for as much as Nikolai's company counts uh, being... Um, an emotionless machine, or at least a ma- machine that does not normally express emotions the same way as uh, humans do. Hey, one, one thing that Nikolai's got going for it is a great listener. <laughs> Let's do the uh, Angelo meeting. Yeah. So yeah, like five o'clock rolls around and Penny <laughs> Penny pulls up in her car. It's got like a little it's not like a super interesting car, but it is towing a Carter Logistics trailer behind it. I mean, those trailers can float, right? Yeah, I yeah, know. It's not like you need a ton of horsepower in order to do that. Exactly. Well, you'd still want, like, you know, good braking power, because even if it's floating, it still is going to have, you know, momentum. Yeah, no, no. You're correct. I'm not saying that she's driving, like... A Pinto. Sure. (laughs) Okay, well... The lights are on inside. 
yeah, Penny just, uh, and she leaves it out there for right now, and she just sort of, like, lets herself in. I mean, she's been here before. Rings the doorbell if it if it's required. <laughs> Gets buzzed in, whichever. The door is unlocked. You, uh, you can walk in, and then there's a bling-plong just from above you. Yeah. I, I know the deal. I've been here before once. <laughs> That's enough. Mm-hmm. Things don't always change in a hurry. Anyway, Angelo will come out, this time fully assembled. Both arms on, both eyes the same color. Yeah, fair, fair enough. <sighs> ah, nice to see you in one piece this time. Hmm. Nice to kind of gives you a sarcastic grin, not get jumped before I've started my day. Did I jump you last time? Anyway. So, uh, I've, I've got most of the parts I could get a hold of out front in my trailer, but... Yeah, we can so, fabricate just about anything else you need here. Fantastic. Uh, table. Table, right, table. Right oh, where's the table way. you were setting out? Okay. Yeah. Penny just, like, has the, the little manila envelope in her hand. You get led back into a pretty spacious makerspace. Fantastic. Multiple CNC machines and also some manual lathes and mills. You know, all the good shit. Drill presses, tumblers, sandblasters, couple of welding station. There's regions sectioned off for like plastic, metal, glass, wood. There's what looks to be one of those platforms that races up for working on cars. Oh, yeah. Whatever those things are called. I have, I have no idea. Car lifts. It's probably yeah, something very simple like a car lift. Anyway. Okay. So Penny like spreads out all the papers from the manila envelope on the uh, desk. <laughs> and uh, just goes, okay, so working theory right now is that these three, she slides a couple of uh, papers out of the way, are the most likely routes to getting what I want out of this. I, I'm not going to get into details of why I think this, but... It kind of aligns with what I've been thinking. So... uh, Hey, Colin, feel free to... uh, Feel free to tell me no on this or make me spend a fate point. But I'm just going to spout a bunch of fucking gobbledygook about this. Okay. Okay. So, working theory on and my personal favorite theory here on the source source of cosmic powers. Uh, it's not super it's not super uh, decisive yet, but working theory is that it's a mitochondrial mutation that 
allows humans to synthesize some sort of mutagen in within the cell that is this is the source of the the, the superpowers uh, the name cosmic superpower uh, it comes from the sort of running theory that this is powered by some sort of unfiltered radiation that's coming through the atmosphere. It's it's very kind of like up in the air right now, but that's the that's the running theory right now. So like superpower chlorophyll. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, why not? So then these machines work by injecting a solution into the skin which allows for easier penetration of the specific band of radiation that we're looking for it's it's not a super safe method. There's probably better methods to do this. And she's just pointing to like one of the machines right now. The thing is, I know how it works, but this is all redacted, and I don't know how they're how they're getting this done exactly. All right, all right. Colin, would you like me to roll? Uh, yes, I would. Let me take a look at the skill list and see what... Probably either... I mentioned engineering. En- either engineering or investigate. Whichever is higher. Alright. Well, uh, I'm going to roll off of Robin's character sheet, but Angelo has engineering at a 5, so I'm going to roll my swap skill. Okay. And... Oh, Zosima does not have engineering at all. That's weird. Why did I why did I do that? That's incorrect. I definitely should have gotten rid of investigate, bumped everything down, and put engineering at a five. Yeah, if you want to do that, then I'm fine with that. Yeah. So th- this result is one higher than it should be. Okay. Or is one lower than it should be, so add one to the result of this. So well, that's seven. A seven. Yeah, you sure. can. That that blank spot may as well not even exist. All right, ZM. Um, make a blueprint based on all of these. All of the holes highlight them for me. And then Angelo just kind of goes unnaturally still, except for the hand that is like scrubbing at his chin. It's just staring off into the middle distance at something you can't see. Yeah. Okay, micro-injectors. No? No, nano-injectors. Right, okay. And then... Yeah, the issue is the tensile strength at that size. Okay, so... 
Okay, so we take one step back, and he... I should say I, because I am inhabiting this character. Go back to, like, the office that we talked to the first time we met. Pull up the big computer that's in there and just start, like, lightning scrolling through some research documents that are tangentially related to the project that you brought in. Just uh -huh. reading it all, reading it all, reading it all at computer fast speeds. And then I'm going to use Angelo's stunt. I'm going to spend my fate point, or a fate point, rather. And I'm going to succeed with style automatically <laughs> on creating a more advanced version of the technology that you have presented to me. Fucking, yeah, okay. Classic. <laughs> Just after I finished scrolling through everything, my eyes, like, even through whatever sort of weird contacts are on them, just go this kind of milky, shining white, and Angela's head is tilted up a little bit. While my head down. Okay. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, so, let's where do you want to make this? I don't care if it's, uh, I mean, I guess if we do it here, I'd like it to be portable. Because personally, I'd rather be able to keep an eye on it. No, yeah, no, uh, that's what I just figured out. The, uh, the original was about the size of, well, you, you'd need several tractor trailers to transport the entire original machine. I mean, I have access to those, but yes. Sure. But uh, this should be about the size of three briefcases stacked on top of each other. Yes. Yeah. Should hurt a lot less, too, than the original design. Uh, that's ideal, but not necessarily something I care too much about at this stage. Okay, so um, we can do all the manufacturing here. There's a chemical element to it, though, that I'm not quite suited for. Do you have the? Do you have that covered? Um, yeah, I've, I've got a bit of a background in. I've got a bit of a background in this sort of stuff. Uh, I interned with a. Uh, I interned with somebody while I was up in space. Uh, did some, you know, amateur mad sciencing on my adrenal glands to make them secrete certain types of hormones. Anyway, it's not a big deal. I know how to make and get the things I need. <laughs> Even if it involves an impromptu trip out 
into space to get something because it's not quite legal. Uh, yes. Okay, I can see what this is. Yes, I can make that. It's not my business if this is less than above board. About a, about a fourth of the stuff I make here isn't. It's fine. Yeah, it's... I don't... It's fine. I don't care about laws too much sometimes. Besides, uh, the result is more important than law right now. Okay. Cool. So, are you ready to make a mess right now? Or do you need to go get things? No, I'm ready to make a mess right now. Let's make a mess right now. So, some uh, fire up bays 4, 8, and 13. And then some, like in multiple points in the makerspace, there's hums of electricity and sounds of machines spinning up. This is way fancier than what I've got going on. Yeah. Colin, do you want any kind of rolls to craft the injection device? Oh. Oops, I rolled stealth twice. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, double tapping on my screen because that's what I do. Um, yes, I would. It's this one's gonna be a difficulty nine because it is a pretty advanced piece of machinery. But also, I know that between Angelo and Zosima, you're good for a nine on a fairly. I mean, I'm also well roll. Yeah. Yeah, Penny's also here. Yeah, so. So, um, I'll just make another engineering roll, and we'll start yep. there. So that's another seven, with Zosima helping. Uh, Penny helping this an eight. And does helps. Penny have engineering at at least plus one? Yes. Okay. All right, so that's an eight. So somebody needs to spend a fate point, and we can succeed. I'll spend the fate point. All right. Which aspect? Uh, it's my go-to whenever I need to solve a problem. It's four-dimensional chess. Yeah, I can see that working. I know how to approach problems from weird angles. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a few manufacturing hiccups that, you know, Angelo's eyes are frequently bigger than his stomach, which is the only reason that he hasn't, like, advanced us into the singularity. <laughs> but with your... Things are easier to make and wait to cure when they're in microgravity. Yes, exactly. Like that. There's, a, there's a lot of things you can change about the manufacturing process when you don't have to account for the force of gravity. <laughs> Alright, but yeah, you, you get the machine. Uh, it's built exactly to specifications. No extra bells or whistles, which is what you would have gotten if you had succeeded with style. So, you've got a device. Again, it's the size of about three briefcases stacked on top of each other. And it has a port where you can load in the vial of whatever the skin thinning solution would be and it has an arm that terminates in 
it, it kind of looks like the, uh, the, like, multi-needles that, um, tattoo artists sometimes use for, like, coloring. Ah, uh, no, I get what you're talking about, yes. Yeah. Alright. That's fantastic. Okay, thank you so much. I think I can handle the other, like... So we've got the the injector. I need to make the actual solution, and I need to... My next step is I'm going to go have to create a specific radiation emitter, because doing this outside would just be a good recipe in developing skin cancer. Sure. So... I need to find and isolate radioactive elements. Okay. Um, no, I think I can handle it from here. I don't want to uh, lean on you for this entire process. And plus, I've got some other applications of this I'm working on. Thank you for your help. This was actually the bit that I was most confused by. Well, it's... Uh... It's invigorating work, and now I have some secret government tech in my library. So thank you. Use it in good health. Please feel free to come back again. We have very reasonable rates on the use of this makerspace. I might take you up on that offer, actually. You've got some... We, you know, outsource a lot of our manufacturing because there's not a lot of manufacturing space in the city for some of the, for a lot of the stuff we make so you have access to some things that I don't normally have access to I might have to come back just to use your equipment always happy to have other bodies in here makes this place feel a bit more alive yeah if you ever want a second opinion or anything like that you know how to get a hold of me sure Third opinion. Third opinion. You're correct. I just kind of glare up at the ceiling. Second opinion. We agree too often for it to actually be third. <laughs> just because you have two agreeing opinions doesn't mean it's not a third opinion. See, she understands. You know... I'm... It was nice seeing you again. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasure. You have a nice night. Don't work too hard. Hmm. I will work exactly as hard as I need to. Fair enough. I'm not one to judge others on how hard they work. All right. Both of you, have a nice night. Good night. So, in that case, uh, we'll say that it is Nikolai and Robin who are at the base when the machine that is designed to locate the arm dings. Oh. It has found a location. Well, shit. Robin, I have an update. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I'm gonna have to prepare for fucking cat to come gut me like a fish. But <laughs> it zooms in on the East Coast, zooms in on Maryland, and it zooms in on a fairly major city on the western side of the Chesapeake Bay. Congratulations! Your DHEA place is located in Deco City. Is there something about Deco City that upsets you? You seem unusually agitated by this news. No, it's just a god is really extremely predictable. <laughs> Look, it's it's not anything personal. It's just that the narrator's a bit of a prick. <laughs> oh, so you believe that God has cursed Deco City? God has cursed me in particular. Ah. Anyways, um, well, the Garys are still out in space. So I have received an ETA from him. Let's gather the team and start recon. This is a government facility. It's not going to be easy to walk into. Starlight. Everybody's at the base. <laughs> so I gather the team. I call Penny. I call Felix. I call Gabby, my fellow burglar. I call Calvert. Might as well. He probably has some kind of presence in Deco City and would be useful. Surprisingly, not as big as you would think, but yes, he does still have a presence in there. There's a I mean, reclusive villain, billionaire that has uh, kept him out of there. <laughs> Beat me to the joke. Um, not gonna call Arlen. Okay. I mean, so he was here the first time. I don't want to, like... Tell him where we're going because that's going to be high key conflicting with his job. Fair enough. So, transmitters, assemble. So, cars, holes now. <gasps> okay. Uh, Look, we needed a rebranding. We, we couldn't just be the dumb joke I said to piss off a reporter forever. I don't know. Consistency is important. What is it? Things rebrand all the time. It's in fucking Maryland of all places. Something has to be in Maryland, I guess. <sighs> okay, so what do we know about Deco City? I start listing uh, pointless trivia facts until someone stops me. Fuck <laughs> you, Deco City. That's the extent of my knowledge. Okay, Zero, that's all very interesting, but I mean, like, what do we know that's useful to the job we have in front of us? 
Coyote Man and his affiliates are largely in charge of the city's defense against super powers of various sorts who often intrude, and along with the many crime syndicates who are generally kept in check through the uh, Coyote Man's efforts. Alright. DHA presence is largely limited thanks to Coyote Man's decades-long presence within the city. It also uh, doesn't hurt that most of the um, supervillains there are just like normal people, but with like a gimmick taken to the extreme rather than actually rather than actual cosmic power or otherwise uh, supervillains. Curse you, Bodega Bandit. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Calvert, Poltergeist, what's your uh, professional opinion on this city? Well, I don't know a ton about the city. We have an empty warehouse that we're not storing anything in right now. We could use as a base of operations while we're there. You know, while we're doing on the ground scouting. I know that... I could come up with an excuse to be visiting financially. I know you can just teleport us there, but I'm worried that if I start uh, making any calls about our facilities there, it might tip off our would-be thief. So I could find an excuse to be there business-wise, get us some uh, transportation. You can't really teleport us everywhere. I mean, you can get us there. I'm just saying, like, for those of us who can't or don't want to be teleported everywhere, I could get us transportation so we can do some snooping. <sighs> Let me think here. So, Deco City was one of the cities I was hoping to expand the sort of mass transit system to. You know, uh, Halcyon was sort of the starter location, being I knew it well enough. Alright. So there's a couple, I know there's a couple areas of the city that we weren't allowed to build to, despite being pretty central locations. So if I had to guess, they wanted us out, they didn't want us building in those locations because they've got something to hide there. Alright. Uh... Calvert, I take it you had a similar experience? Relatively. The presence of Silver Security there is mostly our smaller aspects, such as safes, regular security cameras, what have you. We don't necessarily have a very large paramilitary presence in the city because all of the heroes there tend to not actually have superpowers, and while being extremely prepared and extremely good at martial arts is a... is an asset, uh... one that I know very well, one cannot hold off an entire paramilitary presence like that by themselves for very long, so... 
Social Security personnel with actual weaponry there is minimal at best. Okay. Colin, can we get a name for the for fucking Bruce Wayne in this world? I have written I have checked my notes and written down Adams Enterprises. Okay. I don't know what his first name is, but that guy is dead anyway. Ah, well, my good friend West Adams. <laughs> Adam, Adams Enterprises has changed hands to CEOs uh, a couple of times since its founding. Um, right now, the owner of Adams and or the CEO of Adams Enterprises is one Justin Black. Okay, seriously, is uh, is Coyote Man's identity a matter of public knowledge? No. Okay. His association with Adams Enterprise Enterprises is, however, yes. public knowledge. Yes. Okay. So... He's just my bodyguard, despite the fact that we have never appeared in the same room together, ever. <laughs> That's how you know he's a good bodyguard. Poltergeist, all of the... Um, all of the zoning application denials. Can you figure out where they came from? Who they were denied by? Well, most of them come through the mayor's office. So two options, then. I can ask the mayor's office for to find out where the denials came from. Some of them are just like the, the person in charge of zoning the city. Some of them might actually be from the DHEA in particular. Uh, some of them are just like people who own the property in question. Weird things. So, we could just ask or second option, we could just break in and look <laughs> look in the information ourselves. Now, I'm presenting those two options, because obviously one is easier, but if we start inquiring, if I start inquiring with the mayor's office, I'm worried Xerox is going to find out about it, because if somebody starts inquiring about DHEA activities, and if Xerox is in the DHEA, which I'm fairly certain she they are. Then that could be a tip off, and they might not know the arm is there yet. Yeah, they wouldn't have any reason to. We only know because we have a supernaturally powerful mechanical engineer making cosmic blood trackers for us. Hmm. Hmm. And we also have access to the rest of Megalad. True. So my my thought was, and you, you kind of half said it there, was if any of these zoning denials have like federal origins versus local origins, that's what we would care about. Would it be possible to slip this query in with a larger packet of decisions mm. I mean I could there's mm, there's an idea 
that's been floated a couple times, which was that we would partner with Adams and it was Adams Enterprises, right? Yes. They'd partner with Adams Enterprises and they would being local and more ingratiated help grease the wheels for the project but we didn't want to you know it's only our second major outing with this type of thing so we didn't want to attach ourselves to anybody just yet but I could at least start looking into it and have that as a convenient excuse for re-inquiring about zoning could have Adams Enterprises ask um, you know ask like a show of good faith towards uh, getting this project off the ground have them try to apply for zoning in the areas you got denied at and wherever they get denied we check those places out yeah okay I can get working on well I mean I say I can get working on that but I'm actually working on it right now so there is also the option of zero visibility on the ground scouting if we were to leave our phones and other tracking devices here then switches teleportation powers are virtually untraceable that's true the issue is is that if you all can't tell me your coordinates and we're separated i can't move you or get to you buy burner phones when you get there yeah smart burner phones are definitely a thing nowadays they're so smart why do they burn because they are supposed to burn I would simply run away and not let myself be burned if I was smart. (laughs) Damn, why didn't those witches think of that? Because the witches were hanged. No shit. Okay. Heretics are burned. Isn't witchcraft heretic? You know what? We're getting off sorry a bit. Um, okay. So... Carter, Astronautics and Logistics Warehouse as our staging ground and we keep a low of a profile as possible so that we don't end up getting any DHEA attention. I would be willing to bet a significant fraction of the very large amount that I acquired from space shenanigans that Coyote Man is going to know that we are in the city within 24 hours regardless of what we do. Oh, it won't even be 24 hours. I'd be surprised if he didn't know you were there within 15 minutes. Sure. So what do we tell him? What do you think we can trust? We could tell him the truth. Since the leak is within the DHEA, and Coyote Man does not generally work with the DHEA in any significant capacity, telling him would not cause any sort of leak to return to the organization. That's fair, but can we trust that he isn't going to try and scoop this out from under us? 
If he did, it would be because he is certain that he could protect the arm better than the DHEA. Right. I mean, that's but... true of just about everybody. <laughs> also, there's the issue that you know, the the ultimate goal for the arm is not protection. We uh we're giving it back to Pliny the Elder when he gets back from space. Indeed. I believe Coyote Man could be persuaded that that is the best ultimate fate for the arm. In which case, we might be able to count on his direct assistance. Sure. I was going to suggest finding him and getting his assistance anyway. If anybody knows his city, if anybody knows that city, it's going to be him. And he would potentially be able to spot a DHEA black site with his eyes closed in his city. So getting to him would probably expedite things quite a bit rather than going through all the official channels. It's up to you, of course. I'm not going with you on this expedition. Uh, I do have issues with black that keeps me away from there personally most of the time, but... Coyote Man would definitely also be a good starting point. Again, up to you. I didn't object to your other plans because they were good plans. Alright. Cool. If we just wait for him to show up inside of our little staging ground behind all of us simultaneously somehow... And just don't be facing the same way, and then that's simple as that. I can see in all directions at once. He'll figure out a way. Maybe we should just make some sort of fucking signal for him. <laughs> just get a big spotlight and put a coyote on, like put a little coyote silhouette on it, point it at the cloud line. They already have that. No shit, okay. It was part of the marketing campaign back during the 60s. Do you think they'll let us use it if we ask nice? So, speaking of the duo archers, if, if we're trying to be subtle about this, what do we do with them? Because they're not subtle people. And especially with, the, with as... With as high of a crime rate as Deco City has, I don't know if the younger one especially is going to be fine to just sit on his hands and wait for us to find where we're going. Well... Fuck. So which one of you knows Gary best then? I mean, I feel like none of us really know the older one at all. I believe I have a positive rapport with Gary. Okay, well, that's one of them. Maybe we just need to fucking talk to him. It's not like we can throw him in jail. Uh, like what? The options are don't tell him, which he's going to be pissed about. Both of them. Uh... I feel like we could safely tell the older one. I feel like his priorities are 
different enough that he'd be good to... Uh, well, okay, I point at Felix. He did kind of just jump the two of you into the fucking federal headquarters, the DHEA, yeah. with no warning. Was that the older one that did that? That was the older one that did that. His ability to temper his actions seems to have degraded during the time in which he acted as a god. Yeah, okay, so we'll need to talk to both of them. Um, it may be best to bring just one of them along. So, I mean the older one, because he's the one who uh, intends to reattach his hand. If it's going to be just one of them, that's the one who's going to get priority. You do know that distance is not a factor. One can assist with the mission, and the other still receive the item acquired. Yeah, I, I know I can teleport it in. I'm just saying, like, that's how I see the priority going, if it gets laid out like that. Um, so, I'm not going to elaborate on this at all, and I'd ask that none of you ask me to elaborate on it, but Gary the Elder has already entrusted me with some sensitive information, so if we need to ply him, I feel like I can run point on that one. Okay. Sure. So, zero if the younger one's coming, you take it, and if the older one's coming, I'll take it? Understood. Cool. Yeah, besides, either way, someone's got to stay here and watch the city. Certainly can't trust the Vindicators to do it. <laughs> you know, it's weird to think about that we are such a presence in this city that, like, all of us leaving at once presents a problem. Mm. That's so fucking wild to think about. That's a good point, actually. If we all leave the city, if we all disappear from the city at once, that might be another fucking tip-off. So... I don't know. Do you think one of the Garys can, uh... Felix, what's the range on your hardlight clones? I never tested it, but I doubt it's that far. Okay. I could leave an attenuated version of myself behind. He would be unable to pose any sort of physical challenge, but it would be visible. Oh, you know what we could do? The the attenuated self is a good idea as like a sort of constant presence. But I mean, when I move things, there's no like transmission through space. They're just moved. So I can teleport us in and out of Deco City. We can be here in Halcyon during the day doing our thing. And then be in Deco City at night working on that, or just, you know, whatever, whenever shit comes up, I, my powers are not restricted on a diurnal cycle, and... It is Deco City. Everything happens at night. Right. Um, and then we just ask a couple other super teams that we can trust to 
And yet we just tell them that they're going to have to be working extra hard. Just have them be more on point than usual. Mm. You know, we we keep working. We work in two places. I I play taxi service so that we can maintain presence in both cities. And the slack that's created gets picked up by other people. Yeah, it's our best bet. And you know, also as long as we've got one of the one of the uh, Garys here, we at least have someone major to uh, handle things if we have to evacuate to Decker City. Yeah. Just okay. hope you don't need a building to survive when you do so. Look, so long as it's not the younger one that we need to have here. We'll be fine on the architecture front. Hmm. I I believe the older one when he says that he has it on lock. I feel like with the amount of time he's been in the gutter, he would have to. Very well. So... I think that means that the first stage of this is on your shoulders, Penny. Like I said, I'm already working on it. What time is it, like, actually in-game right now? It's been a while since I said April, so we'll go with, like, May? I mean time of day. Oh, okay. Uh, that's up to you guys. I don't know. I just assumed it was, like, nighttime. Late afternoon. Early evening. Now, um, currently, she just pulls out her phone idly. I've got my secretary arguing with Black's secretary about getting him on the phone. Um, I'm gonna head out in case I need to take a call. Y'all can handle it from here. Sure. Yeah. Should be. Um, Felix, quick conference, you and me? Just yeah, a right. quick thought. Nothing too consequential. Uh, Calvert, thanks for your help. He nods, gets up, and leaves. Zero, I'm sure you can keep yourself busy. Always. Now, pull Felix aside. Hey, um, I don't want to, like... Yeah speak for her or anything but I don't try not to you you did this before in front of Zero try not to talk about the whole proxy thing in front of other people before she does hold on I'm confused did I actually like do that you did when um it was are you asking in or out of character out of character. I okay. don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, it was either... No, it wasn't last set. No, it was last session. We were talking about going into hell and I had subtly brought up how uh, the transition into hell might affect Penny's ability to operate a proxy and then you just straight up like mentioned Penny having multiple selves. I think I also brought it up actually out of character. In character, I kind of just like said it. 
If there's one character in this entire fucking campaign that would not give two single shits about Penny's proxies, it is Galen Torres. Well, no, it was it was brought up in front of Nikolai. It wasn't done um, in front of. I, I feel like as soon as as soon as uh, Felix and Robin knew, Penny would have just like let Nikolai know. So it's not like a huge deal if Nikolai knows. I feel like that would have just like been a thing she would have let him know about. And for the record, Nikolai immediately understands the entire concept and starts providing you with advice on how to improve the system. <laughs> no, there's, there's a very heated conversation about it where, uh, you know, a little bit of arguing back and forth about what the best way to do that. The human brain is exceedingly capable of multitasking. However, it is exceedingly incapable of splitting focus. Please bear this in mind. Oh, trust me, I am well aware. <laughs> Alright, do we want to walk that back then? Make that, uh, that conversation feel it's never happened? It could just be a be careful about talking in front of, about it in front of Calvert thing. True. Yeah. Just, I guess like a, a general cautionary thing. Change the tone a little bit, but you know. I know you like to run your mouth sometimes. It's fine like 99% of the time. I enjoy it a lot, but careful about talking about the proxies around like anybody we meet in Deco City or Calvert or the other Megalads anything like that okay got it alright well then that seems like a good place to call it so we will call it a minor milestone yeah hooray alright I'm good for now I love it when the minor stones are minor but I like it more when they're significant you really like them when they're major but that's only happened once before um I think it's going to be important for me to be good at burglary in the next couple of sessions. <laughs> I wonder you don't why. Say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I am going to switch burglary and rapport. So burglary is my plus four skill now, and rapport is at plus two. Okay. I see if there's anything I need to change around. I'm good. Okay. Uh, I believe I heard Bobbin say that he was good as well. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I hope you had fun. I hope my players had fun. And next time, we are going to not Gotham. Next time, crime. Crime. Crime city. Superstitious, cowardly lots. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everyone. They plan and plot, but they always get caught.